Revolt Black News, we look at the vice presidency. Not only because the VP debate was this week, but we're reminded about the significance of the position. Now we want to be clear, we don't wish harm or illness on anyone. And yes, we hope the president continues to recover. But we'd be remiss if we didn't spotlight vice presidential history and how it plays out today. Now in our country, there have been 14 vice presidents who would go on to become the president. One succeeded the office upon a resignation. Five were later elected in their own right. And eight succeeded the office upon a death. So why is this so important? Well, between former Vice President Joe Biden and current VP Mike Pence, there's a real possibility that once again, the VP gets put into the big game. And with all those that are vying for a championship right now, whether it's in basketball or the vice presidency, we know who's on the court. And right now, it's the final quarter. Welcome to Revolt Black News. I'm your host, Ebony K. Williams. Now, last night was the vice presidential debate, and there have been a lot of mixed reviews out here. Now, some folks are saying that both sides did a lot of dodging. Now, some say Senator Kamala Harris should have taken a harder stance on prosecuting this administration's failures on COVID, while others say Vice President Pence was out of order by the way he attacked her prosecutorial record. So listen, lots to unpack here, helping me break it all down. Uh, my very first guest, he's a rising rapper who's using his platform to encourage people to get out and vote. Welcome to the show, Yellow Pain. Also joining me, the son of the great Isaac Hayes, but of course standing in his own right as a producer and musician is Isaac Hayes III. Welcome to the show. Also, Vic Mensa, who is a rapper and activist and producer. Welcome to the show, Vic. I want to start with Kamala Harris and, and let each of you kind of give your offerings on, do you think she was tough enough on Vice President Pence when it comes to this administration's handling and in her words, failures when it comes to COVID? Um, I said before the debate, things I felt she should start with and keep hammering all night long. Isaac Hayes III, do you think she did well on the COVID issue? She did okay. She could have done better. Um, I think that my response would have been, if you guys handled the virus so well, how come all y'all got it? Simple as that. If, if you handled the situation so well, why the White House got 35 people that have tested positive coronavirus? The president had to go to the hospital and throw the, uh, the country's national security in jeopardy. So she could have pressed harder on that issue because there's a complete failure by this administration to really get a handle on this virus from day one, way back in January when they knew. So she definitely could have handled it a little, a little better. Yeah. Vic, what about you? Um, I personally felt like she should have came out the gate talking about Herman Cain. You know, that he was a good foot soldier for this administration, stood by this president when very few did, especially folks that look like us, right? And that brother's no longer with us, literally, because of the failures of this administration. Take this virus seriously. No mask wearing mandates, no social distancing by this White House recently. Um, so, Vic, what do you think Kamala did on the, on the COVID issue? You know, I think that Kamala overall that she was um, she was poignant, you know what I'm saying? She was she was powerful and you know, although I've had my my significant disagreements with her in the past, I, I did um I appreciated her performance, you know what I'm saying? I think that she was fact based, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> and intelligent, which is a drastic departure from even the last debate right now. 
No, I absolutely agree with that. I, listen, overall, I thought my star Kamala Harris did a fantastic job. I agree with you on that, Vic. Um, I did see a couple of missed opportunities. We'll get more into that in a minute. But but uh, across the board, performance-wise, articulate, very well prepared. I think we could all see that this sister really took this thing seriously and had all of her ducks in the row. Uh, I think she did a lot of mental gymnastics to make sure that she was uh, balanced, uh, authentic, but balanced. Make sure she didn't give any angry uh, black woman tropes any energy and overall I think she was very successful. All right now Kamala Harris um Isaac Hayes the third one thing she said last night uh when asked that if there was a vaccine for COVID-19 right now today and President Trump said to take it she would not take it but if the science the scientists and the doctors and Dr. Fauci and the medical community said to take it she would take it. What was your take on that um Isaac Hayes the third did you think that um, that that was fair game for Kamala to say I would not take a Donald Trump promoted vaccine. Absolutely, nobody would be common sense to tr uh, trust Donald Trump. He's lied multiple times, even probably about having coronavirus. I mean, you listen to the scientists; they have undermined and and um, ignored Dr. Fauci this entire time. He's really tried to stay. I really commend him for keeping his cool with all the foolery that's gone on. And the fools just at the White House, but he definitely um, is the person to look for in the right signal when to take this virus. Don't trust Donald Trump. Nobody should trust Donald Trump. He, he lies every five seconds. Indeed. Vic, what about you? Would you take a, a, a Trump-promoted vaccine right now? Yeah, I mean, I'm personally not doing anything Trump-promoted, you know what I mean, for the most part. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Isaac, I want to ask you about the Supreme Court because there was a little bit of feisty debate last night between Pence and Kamala Harris around this issue of packing the Supreme Court. And Pence uh, told uh, the American people that if elected, Joe Biden or Harris will pack the Supreme Court with uh, liberal justices at the judiciary at the federal level for lifetime appointments. Then there's Donald Trump's administration pushing through uh, uh, like a record number of judicial confirmations at all the federal levels. But Kamala was right about one thing, Isaac, and that is that none of these justices Pence and, and Trump have pushed through have been black. None of them. Uh, what do you think? about the, the black representation on the Supreme Court in this country? Well, I wouldn't expect anything from the Republican Party about putting uh, minority uh, people of color on the Supreme Court. There's a huge hypocrisy um, with them trying to, to push this justice. And I don't expect anything you know less from the Republican Party, this version of it under Trump, this Trump Republican Party. So we should wait till after the election. Let the people speak. Early voting is going on right now. Um, and after that, you know, we decide who we're going to put on this court. Let me, let me follow up, Isaac. I agree with everything you said. Do you think the Supreme Court issue is a motivator to go vote? Not really. No, because I don't think they I don't think we understand the ramifications of what the Supreme Court, you know, uh -huh. uh, can have on our lives. So this, you know, this point, we should understand why um, there should be an African, uh, African-American woman appointed to the Supreme Court. Um, after Biden is elected, and I'm I'm pretty sure that's that's his intention and what will happen. But representation on that court affects so many things in this country, and if we don't, you know, really get out and vote, this is the time to know. So if you ain't know before, you know now. Get out and vote because this controls, you know, the right to choose as far as abortion and many other things um, that hang in the balance with this uh, election. So definitely, if you don't know now, you know, get out and go vote to make sure that we can uh, get some more justice on this court. 
I'm glad you said that, brother, because it's true. And I want to see the Democratic Party speak about this a whole lot more. And absolutely a black woman should be on that court. The right black woman, uh, by the way. And yes. frankly, it should have happened a long time ago. I talked um, last night to my good friend Charlemagne the God and Bakari Sellers on Bakari's podcast. And Char was basically like, you know, it's still a lot of black men that feel we're not being properly spoken to. Oh, what do you think about that, Vic? Do you do you like what you're hearing um, or are you satisfied? Let me ask it that way. Are you satisfied by what you're hearing from um, Senator Harris and Joe Biden? Like Angela Davis said, we have no candidate, we have no ticket that represents us, that shares our ideals, but our, our intent really needs to be to put the administration in office with which we have the most leeway to pressure an anti-racist agenda. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get into today's headlines. And after that, we're going to continue to break down the election and the vice presidential debate. So stay with us. Welcome back to Revolt Black News. Here are today's headlines. President Trump continues to recover from COVID-19 after being released from Walter Reed Military Hospital earlier this week. I want to begin by thanking all of the incredible medical professionals, the doctors, the nurses, everybody at Walter Reed Medical Center. I think it's the finest in the world for the incredible job they've been doing. Uh, I came here, wasn't feeling so well. I feel much better now. We're working hard to get me all the way back. I have to be back because we still have to make America great again. We've done an awfully good job of that, but we still have steps to go and we have to finish that job. Now, Trump's physician, Dr. Sean Conley, spoke to the press just days ago, and his answers really only raised more questions and suspicions about the president's condition. Let's watch. I mentioned it Saturday, but I'd like to reiterate myself just how grateful the president and I are to the men and women of Walter Reed, our colleagues at Johns Hopkins, as well as the many federal, private institutions that we receive support from. And so long as everything continues on the track that we're, that we're experiencing right now, this time, as the president already tweeted out, is to get him home later today. What infection control measures are you taking? And how was it safe for him to drive around in a cloth mask yesterday? And how is it safe for him now to return to the White House where there have been so many cases? How is any of this safe? So the the, the president has been surrounded by medical and security staff for days uh, wearing full PPE. Um, and yesterday, uh, the U.S. Secret Service agents were in that same level of PPE for a very short period of time. Uh, we've worked with our infectious disease experts uh, to make some recommendations for how to keep um, everything safe down at the White House for the president and those around him. Um, we're looking at where he's going to be able to uh, carry out his duties, uh, you know, office space. And, um, and I'll just say that uh, it's in line with everything we've been doing upstairs uh, for, this, for the last several days. Important to remember, of course, that the president, uh, along with many key Republicans and administrative officials, all attended that Rose Garden super spreader event just a couple days ago. And after breaking negotiations with Democrats for another stimulus bill before the election, President Trump has now reversed course and flipped the script, saying that now, if he's presented a standalone bill for stimulus checks, he will indeed sign it. 
Just want y'all to keep in mind that we really have to wait and see what this president is going to do. Will he or won't he hold the American economy hostage in exchange for his reelection? We'll wait and see. And a California district attorney has announced that they will indeed reopen the case of Oscar Grant. We all remember Oscar Grant was the 22-year-old black man who was fatally shot in the back on the platform of Fruitvale Station back in 2009. Now, earlier this week, the Grant family held a rally in Oakland, California, demanding that felony murder charges be charged against the former officer, Anthony Peroni, who was fired but never charged. A former Minneapolis police officer, Derek Chauvin, who's being charged for second and third degree murder, as well as second degree manslaughter and the death of George Floyd, has posted $1 million bail. He's been released. Now, the family's attorneys responded to Chauvin's release by calling it a painful reminder that we are far from justice for George. And the cycle of police brutality tragically continues. Now, footage has surfaced of a Kansas City police officer kneeling on a woman who's nine months pregnant. Now, we're going to take a look, but please, viewer discretion is absolutely advised. And with the first and only VP debate on the books, we now look towards the second presidential debate. Now, Joe Biden has said if Trump still has coronavirus, there should be no debate at all. And they are actually saying that Joe Biden's camp is saying if he still got the virus, that it should be a virtual debate. Trump reportedly saying if it's virtual, he will not debate. Y'all know we will keep on it and y'all stay tuned. All right, now we've got more commercials on the way, but when we come back, we're picking back up with Yellow Pain, Vic Mensa, and Isaac Hayes III. So stick around. We've got more Revolt Black News after this. As we look towards November 3rd, we must not only get to the polls as voters, but we must also fill the polling places with volunteers who want to see black votes counted. So here are a couple ways to get involved. Number one, become a poll worker. Poll workers historically have been senior citizens, but in times of COVID, they are incredibly vulnerable to the virus and many cannot volunteer. So if you're young, healthy, and you want to help sustain our democracy, become a poll worker. Every state is different, so do your research on what's required in order to sign up. Number two, become a poll watcher. Now this also varies state by state, but it's very different than being a poll worker. Poll watchers monitor the election administration and report issues to polling place authorities and party officials. Y'all, poll watching is extremely important. I know as an attorney, I plan to show up and be a poll watcher in my jurisdiction, but every state does not require you to be a lawyer to be a poll watcher. So do your research and figure out how to sign up to support. Number three, transport. Simply getting to the polls can be an issue but there are several organizations and initiatives to help with transportation. So look up what local options are offered near you. And if all else fails, on election day, Lyft will offer 50% off rides and Uber will offer $10 off. We know it takes a village, so do your research, get involved, and let's make sure all our votes count on November 3rd. Welcome back to Revolt Black News. Now we're gonna continue our conversation and breakdown of the vice presidential debate with rapper Yellow Payne, musician Isaac Hayes III, and rapper and activist Vic Mensa. Yellow Payne, I wanna ask you this. 
this election is going to turn on one thing and one thing only, and that's voter turnout. I know you've been doing um, really important work about getting out the word, about getting to the polls, going to vote. What do you say uh, to Black people and young Black people specifically, Yellow Pain, that they don't want to vote in this election because it doesn't make a difference? What do you say to that voter? Yeah, I would say, I would try to tell them I was you. You know what I mean? I, I understand how I can feel. You know what I mean? Like, I voted for Obama back in 2012, and I didn't, I didn't think that nothing happened. You know, I was like, oh, man, I went to vote. I'm still broke. You know what I'm saying? My community's still messed up. Ain't nothing going on. So it's like, all right. That, you know what I'm saying? Politics, that don't got nothing to do with my everyday life. But it's a real big gap in the education system. And, and a lot of us, you know, millennials and a lot of young people, we don't know how voting affects our everyday lives. It's a part in the song that I wrote that says, imagine life from the other side. Roads better, schools better, everybody get their license back, grocery store food better, custody of your kids back, homeless people get new shelters. If we don't fix the U.S., we got to start with them two letters. And that's because the we have the local government, the, you know what I mean, state-level government, that those things affect our everyday lives. And the thing is, you got to think about it like this. Every election, you got people that show up to vote. Every single election is like, it's inevitable. They're, they show up every time. And the thing is, they're making a decision for you. You know what I'm saying? You got people who are voting in their, in their um, favor and not in ours. So who's going to vote in our favor if we feel like it don't matter? We got to show up. Right. If we choose to stay at home because of whatever reason, um, we're, we're not motivated. We don't really get the vibes from Joe Biden or Kamala that we want to get. Whatever the reason is, we're not excited about it. As you just said, sir, it's a whole bunch of people in middle America and other other places that are going to decide what's going to happen in your everyday life for you because you made that decision to not vote. So, um, Isaac, I want to ask you about Breonna Taylor. Now, Breonna Taylor was a question that was asked last night from the moderator. She started with Kamala Harris and she asked, was justice done in the case of Breonna Taylor? And Kamala said, I don't believe so. But then some people put that up against her record as a prosecutor, where indeed she did prosecute some um, nonviolent drug offenses. She also had some uh, deferment programs as well. So it's kind of, things are on both sides. Did you appreciate the answer from Kamala Harris? And what did you think about the answer from President Pence on the same question? I appreciated the answer from Harris. Um, I think she could have stayed on Breonna Taylor a little longer. You know, the way that Mike Pence coldly and dismissively said, you know, they did the right thing as far as the police concerned. That lets you know how they feel about black people. That alone, I think that moment right there, because yeah. that that really bothered me. And I know that bother It's going to bother a lot of black women, a lot of people of color. Like, yeah, it is what it is. Um, Kamala could have stayed on that issue harder. But I appreciate the mm -hmm. fact that she does, you know, want to make all these changes in criminal justice, especially from. Her, her, her role as a prosecutor, which I don't hold her accountable for. She did her job. People always hold politicians to the people that they were for their entire lives, as opposed to we all change. Everybody's mind changes. Everybody has different opinions about what we, we want to do and how we feel about things as we move forward through life. Let's let her make a difference while she's in the position as the VP with Biden and make it happen. I like that point. And it's a good one. The same with, I think, some things about Joe Biden. A lot of people... um holding him very accountable around the 94 crime bill and his support of that. Uh, two things on that. Number one, 
the majority of the black community and black political class, including the Congressional Black Caucus and a lot of congressmen and women and black Lewis. mayors, they wanted that too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, John, they did. John they Lewis, Charlie Wrangler. Sure did. Exactly. They sure wanted. Did. They wanted to get. Rid of, they wanted to get rid of crack. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, and number two it was a long ass time ago. So if I'm Kamala or Joe Biden, I'm saying. Okay, you can take beef and we can have a debate about what I did 20, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. What the what about what the hell you're doing right now? Uh, Vic, I want to ask yes. you this. Some black voters, I should say, not a lot, but some, enough to make a difference in the outcome of this election, I'll say that. They think like, oh, I, I kind of like Trump's crazy, but I kind of like it and I kind of like his vibrato and, you know, he, he, he doesn't shoot the shit like normal politicians do. And that's their reason for supporting him. I just want to know your reaction because that's that sentiment is very much out there. Um, I've even had a guest on this show express that sentiment to me. What's your reaction to that, Vic? Niggas be brainwashed, and ignorance is a choice at this point in time. Mm. But you know, I I still do think that it's valuable for us to uh, you know try to educate and and just talk to our brothers and, and sisters. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know a lot of brothers that you know, are, are getting money off the, off the, uh, off the woo, off the bam under the Trump administration. And so they feeling it for that reason. And I'm like, mm. you know what I mean? I know Man. some people doing that too, uh, Vic, and a lot of them will be looking at indictments, uh, on the other side of that, uh, yellow pain, before we go, I just want to get your take on, do you think last night's debate moved the needle? Do you think, uh, last night's debate between Senator Harris and vice president Pence, going to make a difference for um, some black voters in, in, in our community? To be honest, I, I, would, I, would say, I would say no. I don't think, especially for the young people, it's just not um, simplified enough. If you're a politician, you have to cater to the people who are going to vote and really getting specific, very specific, you know what I mean, to some of these issues and letting us know how they can be solved and, and fixed. Final thoughts, Isaac, on if you had a, a final word, a final closing argument uh, to black voters before this uh, election of a lifetime. What do you want to say to our people? America is going to be a different place over the next you know, 20 years because the idea of America, and I say this all the time, name one nation where a multitude of races, uh, ethnic backgrounds, religious beliefs, um, genders all split up power and and say let's all run this together. There there is none. But the idea of America for America to live up to um, its potential and what the idea of America is, we have to chop this power pie up. And so we have mm. to participate in that. You can't you can't protest injustice without participating in justice. So you have to do mm. your part. We definitely we need more police officers uh, of color. We need judges, lawyers, we need politicians, we need voters. I think we put too much emphasis on, you know, the presidential election, like Donald Trump, you know, nothing's changed under Obama and nothing's changed under, you know, um, um, Trump is still the same. That's because you're not voting local. And I, and, I, and I use voting like this, especially with all these politicians that continue to stay in office for decades. I always say it's like subscribing to that one app and then forgetting to unsubscribe for 45 years. You got to remember to go in there and make changes if it's not working. So get your ass up, go vote, register to vote, do your part. If you can go like like the great Ply said. If, if we had enough patience, 
for the Popeye chicken sandwich. I know we can weather this storm here. If you stand in line for a Popeye's chicken sandwich, some Jordans, or some hair, or to go to a nightclub, you can take an hour, 30 minutes out of your day and go vote. And that's it, plain and simple. All right, thank you so much, Yellow Pain, Vic, and Isaac, for your insights on this very important and critical topic of both the debate and really voting. And we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, it's one of our favorite times, y'all. We're gonna break down black excellence and entertainment, so stay tuned. Welcome back to Revolt Black News. Now it's time to get into this week's Black Excellence and Entertainment. Joining me this week is a very special guest. She's an entrepreneur and a businesswoman. And you probably recognize her from the hit Real Housewives of Potomac, Candace Dillard Bassett. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hi, hi. Thank y'all for having me. Oh, thank you, sis. All right. So Netflix recently dropped the first trailer for the film Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Journey. Now, it's written and directed by David E. Talbert, and it stars the great Forrest Whitaker. Now, Forrest plays a toy maker who, alongside his granddaughter, looked to restore an old invention after his apprentice, played by Keegan-Michael Key, steals his most prized invention. Um, listen, I am a huge fan, Candace, of all things Forrest Whitaker. I think this man actually is underrated uh, in the industry. So how are we feeling about this new film? I am so excited about this movie. I actually am obsessed with all things Netflix. So I follow them on Instagram and I happen to just see the trailer for this film. And aside from Forrest Whitaker, whom I love, I am so excited to see my auntie Felicia Rashad making her appearance. And it's just, you want to bow down to her because she, I feel like, is everybody's mom. She's that wholesome, refined, just beautiful like figure of femininity and motherhood and black girl magic and black excellence all wrapped up into one so I, I and i also love christmas movies i'm like a christmas movie fiend i love the holiday season so this is just all of my favorite things black people doing amazing black people things around the holidays and we got auntie felicia in the movie so it's it's all good for me i'm so excited to see it it is all good, Candace. And like you said, sis, this has been a tough 2020, to put it very mildly. I think oh, we are yeah. all excited for this holiday season. We need some holiday oh, yeah. cheer, sis. Also, John Legend and Usher are going to be releasing original music for this soundtrack. So we know that's going to be lit. Yes. When I saw that, I was like, oh, this is the, I got to get the movie and the soundtrack and probably learn the songs. Got it. I got some homework to do in the holiday <laughs> season. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, now in TV news, Facebook Watch has given the green light to Taraji P. Henson's new talk show called Peace of Mind with Taraji. Now, the show is going to be co-hosted with her very best friend, Tracy J. Jenkins, and it's going to spotlight mental health issues in the Black community. Now, Candace, you know, Taraji has been about this life. She um, has even had a foundation named in the name of her father um, who combated mental health issues, and I just love that Taraji is using her platform in this powerful way. You know, this is so excellent and for so many reasons. I talk about mental health on my platforms all the time. My mother is a mental health professional. So I grew up in a household where talking about being okay or not being okay was not such a taboo. And we still, in our community, the black community, combat a lot of that, the idea that 
seeking help and seeking counseling is not sexy and that it's it makes you weak. So the fact that we have someone with such a platform as huge as Taraji P. Henson using her platform to bring awareness and make the idea of talking to someone and thinking about your mental health as uh, as a part of who you are, making that okay is a beautiful thing. It's it's and I'm I'm so excited that that she's getting a chance to to shine a light on uh, a very taboo topic that, especially as you said in 2020, we need to be more open and be more able to talk about what we're thinking and what we're going through. Now, coming off of his very successful collaboration with McDonald's, not only did Travis Scott return with brand new music, but his brand new single franchise featuring Young Thug and M.I.A. debuted at number one on the Billboard Top 100. Listen, Candice, I don't think Travis Scott can do any wrong this year. This man is on fire, right? He is out here in these streets. I actually just saw the commercial a few days ago and I was like, is that Travis Scott talking about McDonald's? Like, I, I, I was shocked. But you know, he has a family to feed, okay? He has he has a, a daughter that he has to worry about. So he needs to be yes, in the streets does. making these coins. We, we are happy to see it. We love to see a black man in full. Ha happy to see it. Absolutely. And it kind of lets us know that he's really in a different lane. Like the last yeah. time, Candace, we've seen um, a, a black celebrity partner with McDonald's was Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? So we know the phenomenon that, that was. So wow. that's the last time I remember a, wow. a major, yeah, yeah, endorsement like to this level. So yeah. where you have a meal named after you, Candace, that's some big time shit. That's big stuff. Yes, yes. No, he's, I <laughs> it is. like that he is diversifying his market. You know, he's not just trying to, to stay in one lane. He's moving himself out and making himself valuable and available to other things. And we, I, I love to see that. Yeah, we love to see it. Absolutely. Pushes the culture right on forward. Now, yeah. last but absolutely never least, the iconic hip hop fashion designer and stylist, Queen June Ambrose. She has been named the new creative director of Puma. We want to shout out June for her decades of contributions to hip hop and of course the culture at large. She's also a friend of the show here at Revolt Black News. She was just with us a couple of weeks ago where she talked about some of her personal favorite stories uh, in the game. Candace, how do we feel about this regal appointment of Queen Ambrose? I just, I have to bow down. I remember the first time oh, I was introduced to June was actually not long ago, which I'm kind of embarrassed about. She did this like series of videos on Instagram where she was always dancing with her super cute daughter, Summer. And I was like, who is this like fabulous, go she's gorgeous woman. And I just, she I've followed gorgeous. her ever since. And she's, I love her style. I love how she marches to her own drum. And again, I just, I love to see people who look like us moving into spaces that need to represent us. And she is going to represent us so well. She's gonna represent herself and her family so well. So I'm really excited to see what she brings to the brand. Absolutely, Candice. Listen, Puma just won on this. And as yes. always, the culture has definitely won with this absolutely. move right here. So congratulations. Yes. Um, absolutely, June Ambrose. Um, listen, before I let you go, Candice, I just want to applaud you again because this is Revolt and we always celebrate Black excellence. Sis, I saw yes. on your Instagram that you have just been accepted uh, to your alma mater, the Howard University, for a graduate program. Tell us a little bit about that. Thank you. First of all, HU, got to shout out my, my Howard University. Yeah, yeah. The HU. Um, Hamptonites, I, relax. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I'm I'm so excited and so honored to be able to, to return to the Mecca because I do have an, mm -hmm. a bachelor's degree in communications 
from Howard University. And it was always just the natural next step for me to want to return back to school and receive a master's degree. I come from a family where education was always enforced and pushed and it was always, mm. I always knew I wanted to get a master's. It was just a matter of what am I going to want to thrive in and what can I use to improve myself, my family, my, my enterprising. And because of all of the businesses that I own, you know, on my own and with my family, it just made sense to move into uh, a degree that has something to do with business. I'm currently on my second class. I survived my first class. I got an A in my first class. So I'm very excited. Yes. We're, we're working on the uh, marketing now. So my next class is called marketing strategy. So I'm I'm swimming in it and I'm, I'm learning, I'm growing. And it's just really exciting to, to be in a place where I'm still able to expand my mind and grow. So I'm very excited. Yeah, it's never too late to grow. So we, we applaud Absolutely. you here at uh, Revolt Black News. Listen, Candice, thank you so much for helping me out with this week's Black Excellence in Entertainment. Now, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're talking all things sports. we got a lot more Revolt Black News after this. All right, welcome back to Revolt Black News. There's a lot to get into in the sports world this week. So to help us, she's a former all-star and current assistant coach for the Phoenix Mercury. Welcome to the show, Chastity Melvin. All right, now we're going to get started with the NBA Finals. Now with the Lakers up 3-1, Chastity, what's your prediction for the rest of the series? And I want to know what you thought about LeBron leaving the court early in game three. With the Lakers up 3-1, LeBron is on his way to his fourth NBA title. There is no way he's going to come out and let the Miami Heat have a chance at even attempting another game. More or less, they're ready to get out of the bubble. (laughs) So um, Miami give them a lot of credit. They work hard. They had a lot of heart. They fought. But this this championship is going to LeBron James up 3-1. LeBron James walking off the court, I, I'm okay with it. I, I feel the same way I feel when he after the games when he's dancing after the game. He's showing his passion for the game. He loves the game, and he loves to win. And he got his butt kicked. So when he walked off the court, he showed his frustration. He showed his anger. Like, he was disappointing himself and his teammates. Uh, a lot of people had a lot to say about it, but for me, I'm just so I'm I'm happy to see that side of some of the guys showing their anger and their frustrations because you know he was he was outdueled by Jimmy Butler, so I'm okay with it. Mm. Absolutely, Chastity. I mean, that was real, and I know personally, I'm not here for the fakery. And you show me um, a champion that loses gracefully and and is happy about it, and, and I'll show you a loser. Um, so yeah, I think you're right. A lot of people had a lot to say about it. Oh, Michael Jordan, uh, would have never done that. Or Kobe would have never done that. First of all, um, Kobe was extremely hot, uh, when, when he would lose games he was hot with himself and his teammates. So I'm not so sure we would have never seen that from Kobe. Um, but nonetheless, I had no problem with LeBron walking off on, on game three because he's a champion. He has an expectation of himself and his team. And actually, that's been one of my critiques, to be candid, Chastity, of LeBron's um, playoff career, you know, is like, you know, you really have to make it be known that when you're going to lead a team in the you know, vein of a Michael Jordan, uh, people need to know they can't they can't mess up like that. There's going to be a consequence to that. So I like seeing that fire from LeBron when he left the court early in game three. All right, now sticking with the NBA for a second, we're going to look to next season in the NBA. The Atlanta Hawks, they've revealed an alternate jersey that pays homage to Dr. Martin Luther King. King's initials, MLK, will appear on the front of the jersey. Now, Chastity, I want to know, have you seen this jersey? And in general, do you like what the Hawks are doing here? I love what the Hawks are doing. I can't wait. When do they go on sale? I want a jersey. Um, I'm super excited about it. And I don't even rock jerseys, but Martin Luther King Jr. is a global icon. Obviously, they wanted to start this because um, 
they they partnered with his family, the foundation and the NBA. All the proceeds are going towards people of color, small businesses and people of color to move them forward economically. To do something like that in Atlanta, where that Martin Luther King Jr. is Atlanta's son, you know, a global icon, I just think is beautiful and I'm excited about it. Absolutely. I mean, you can't, I can't critique this. I think this is excellent. I think we need more of this from other teams um, that, that can stand in this opportunity, similar to what the Hawks are doing here. Congratulations to the NBA on this and to the Hawks. Absolutely. Now we're going to head now over to the WNBA, something you know a whole lot about. Uh, what do you think of the storm just being so dominant? I know uh, you ran into both, you know, these teams during your deep run in the postseason. What do you think about the storm being so dominant, Chastity? It's just what you said. Their deep run is because of their deep bench. And they're led by Sue Bird, who's going into her 18th season. She's 40 years old. And, you know, you just get better with age, as they say. Um, she joins, you know, company people have been talking about it, Tom Brady and LeBron James being at, at an older age. But Sue Bird has had a bird-eye view of the championship all season long in the bubble. Um, just for me, I admire her work ethic, being able to see her in the bubble, getting in the pool, training on days off, still training, getting in the gym, shooting. And Brown, um, Stewie, we can't say enough about her. I mean, 6'5", mm. shooting threes, inside, outside. Her and Sue Bird's connection, you just can't stop it. The Aces, they just can't match that. They don't have the bench. Asia Wilson is already, like, she's MVP. She's played like it all season. She deserved the award, but now you can see they're putting three, four people on her. She can't do it alone. Angel McCautry needs help. The Aces, I love their fight, but they, they're just no match for the big three of the Seattle Storm and their bench. And I mean big three by Stewie, Bird, and Jewel Lloyd, who is playing in remembrance of her idol and her role model, Kobe Bryant. Jewel Lloyd is averaging, I think, almost 22, 22 points a game, and she does it inside-outside. All right, now we're going to head over to the NFL news. Now, last weekend, Cam Newton of the New England Patriots and a practice squad QB for the Chiefs both tested positive for COVID. That forced their game to be rescheduled for Monday night. Actually, several NFL games took place on Monday night. Chastity, do you think the NFL can deal with this level of rescheduling and uh, positive COVID tests and things like that? Do you think this season will even run its course? Oh, I believe this season is going to run its course. The NFL has been able to run its season, run its course, regardless of what goes on, good, bad, and ugly. Okay. They're a multi-billion dollar uh, organization that used to be a nonprofit. They are no longer a nonprofit, but they got tons of money. They The season will run its course, and um, they'll be able to do what they do, and fans will keep watching, regardless of how many times they reschedule the game. Listen, I can critique it, but you're right. The simple is you're right. People are going to watch regardless. People are going to go to these the, the, the stadiums that are allowing fans in and, and smaller numbers. They're going to keep going. And I just think there's something about the NFL. Um, you are right. There is just no threshold in which people will not show up uh, for national football in this country. And so it, it will sustain. I just I do hope and pray that the players and the the the, the the you know people that touch the organizations remain um, as safe as possible. Speaking of that, earlier this week, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell warned all 32 teams of possible new penalties upon COVID violation. Uh, I know so far we've seen a lot of teams and coaches get fined for not wearing masks and things like that. But now Goodell is saying some of those penalties could also include forfeiting of games. Chastity, do you think that punishment would be fair? I do not think that punishment would be fair. I think that if Goodell wanted to really be fair 
And I know the NFL guys will hate me for saying this, but they should be in a bubble just like the NBA and the WNBA were. Mm. I mean, the NBA and the WNBA set the precedent. They set the blueprint for how you could be successful and how coaches and players, and you wouldn't have an incident like Cam Newton not playing. I mean, you wouldn't have this Mm -hmm. if you put protocol and and things in place to make sure that these guys were safe. It's only going to happen in a bubble. If people are going home every day to their families, I mean, we don't even really know exactly how you get COVID. There's just so many different things that come along with how COVID is is being passed or how it's not being passed. Then there are false tests. You know, we had a couple of false positives in the WNBA inside the bubble. You know, that's something that the players and the uh, players union will have to talk about. Yeah. Now you make an interesting point, which is that you really think the NFL should be in a bubble as well. And some people push back on that chastity and say, well, it's too many of, uh, of them, too many people on an NFL team, too many people in an NFL organization. Um, what, what do you say to that? But no one's saying the NFL just makes too much money. I, I am so confused about this. Like, I really, mm-hmm. I really, really am. Like, they, they have right. enough money to put. I don't care how many the people, the team, the players, and their families, immediate families, in the bubble if they wanted, if they to. wanted and to, and they would do fine if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's just about how much you care about people, and it's a. I mean, it's a humane mm-hmm. issue, and the guys are going to play. And fans are going to watch. And until someone is up in arms about it, or even if sometimes when players get up up in arms about it or take a knee, you see what happens. So at the end of the day, it's just all about leadership. And if they really want the guys to be safe, I think the NBA and the WNBA set a blueprint for that. And, mm. I mean, if you didn't follow it, that's, then you're going to have – That's tough to argue against. Chastity, thank you so much for helping me break down all things sports this week. We hope to have you back on the show real soon. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Okay, y'all, we cannot talk about this election enough. We are in the final quarter because many of you right now watching can already get your early ballots in. So listen, if you're planning to vote early, here are a couple extra precautions, extra tidbits I want you to pay close attention to. First, please read the instructions on your ballot. What color ink does it say to use? This is really important. See, some states allow you to use black or blue ink but others require black ink only, so pay attention. Then carefully fill in your choices neatly. Also, you wanna reference your driver's license or your state-issued ID's signature line, and then do your very best to make sure that signature matches the one on your ballot. Y'all, we don't wanna give them any reason to disqualify our ballots. Also, do your research for nearby ballot drop-off locations, so that way you don't even have to worry about the postal service. And again, if all else fails, clear your calendar for November 3rd. Put your mask on, pack your water bottles, pack your lunch if you need to, and go to the polls. And we've said it too many times, and we're going to keep saying it. They don't want to make it easy for black folks to vote in this country. It's just another example of our oppression in a country that we built. So the truth is, for those of you that still may think your vote doesn't matter, I want you to ask yourself, if it didn't matter, Why would they try so hard to suppress it? That's why it does matter. So y'all let's vote, take our power back and let's rebuild this country on our terms. For Revolt Black News, I'm Ebony K. Williams. See you next time.